Sanyam Shivam found Rebirth with Kate Brenton and this is our continued conversation with Lilavati Devi of Philadelphia, tantric practitioner, um, founder of Aroma Bliss and helper of humankind. Thanks for um, coming back with us. I appreciate it. Wonderful to be here. So I'm not going to recap. You can, you know, there's another episode before. I would highly encourage you to listen to that. Um, we've journeyed with you a little bit on, on how you got to being here, which is a trite way to say it, but just to land into this moment. And I say helper of, of, of humanity, which is true, but it does seem that when we come to the lair, the practice, the place that you have for practice, there is a deep devotion to, to, to the female, to women here. So your, your um, focus, I think when we talked about earlier, your dedication is to empower women. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, so actually when I came to Philadelphia, that was my intention uh, when I came here in 2010 because what I had begun to notice over through my practice and just observing and I, I observe life and women deeply is a state of disempowerment at, which leads to a great state of exhaustion which perpetuates the disempowerment because what I what I was noticing was many women in toxic relationships that they couldn't get loose from because they didn't have the technology to understand their power and the technology I will, will use is the technology of self-care, sure. of regular self-care, because as self-care is engaged, the uh, recognition of a deep state of power um, unfolds. So yes, that pretty much is the, the products that I create. And I, have, I have, do have male students and male clients, but basically this is to empower women because at the root when women are empowered men are empowered and that's what we need and there's such a state of disempowerment uh, with men these days too because uh, women are confused and exhausted right so i'm here for everyone here for humanity (laughs) (laughs) you are that's why i said it (laughs) it's true you can feel it when you're here so self-care is actually has become a pretty big buzzword which could be um a misnomer as well so and we have products and so somebody might be like oh she does products like i can go into target and get products so just talk to us a little bit about what is the difference of creating intentional and conscious tools, which is what I would say your products are closer to, and self-care. I mean, they're beautiful, and they're luxurious, and they smell divine. Talk to us a little bit about that. So what Aroma Bliss is, Aroma Bliss is a treatment line based on what is called Dinacharya. Dinacharya translates as daily lifestyle practices, and this is based on the ancient practice of integrating rituals into one's life because when a ritual is engaged over and over and over again something comes of it there there's a power there that comes out of a ritual so what I do is I create these products aroma bliss 
to for that sole purpose of the ultimate empowering and they're they're you the way they're made I'll start with that so when I make products I don't just randomly go and I'm gonna oh, do this when I do this when I do this I look at every single day on certain days of the week there there's a different dosha there's a different energy and, and elemental energy that's associated with every day there's a different planet and I just want to inter like intercept here people might be like I don't believe in that but you do because you feel yeah. differently on Monday than you do on Friday and everyone's like oh it feels like a Thursday on a Tuesday yeah so we have that language already even if we don't have the awareness of what you're speaking of we we, we have that already absolutely a, so there's yeah. a science well I don't know if science there, there's a belief in a philosophy that exists there's information that makes that true as well yeah absolutely <laughs> and you could just try it and also when you when you look at it lunes martes miracles even in the language of the Monday, the moon, moon. Mars, Mercury. It's, it's uh, there. It's there. So you're it's, it's yeah, it's a vibration of life. So I ha I have studied for for a while now. I guess I, I've been studying the energy of the planets in relation to the body since um the late 80s or actually the early 90s is when I really started that so when and and there are certain d days of the week that are associated with with a, a Monday has a lot to do with the energy of Shiva let's say okay. so this moon in the sense of deep awareness of the mind Monday the mind so what I do on Mondays is I make nausea oil on Mondays because it's stimulating the functions of the mind and so whatever is created that day is going to help the mind as opposed to a Tuesday which is the Mars day which is a day of action which is more a more of a fiery day so on that day um, I'll create a pitta oil to, to cool <clears throat> the body so that the heat can be um, uh, used meticulously. Phenomenal. It's felt. Yeah. I can tell you that that is felt. And um, the invitation for people to just consider what you said about the days, I mean, you could find that not the depth of what you're talking about, but people could as their own practice. If that's intriguing to you, you could just start to pay a little bit of attention to that every day, right? Oh, absolutely. Because there are certain colors that are associated with different days. And when I do my cleanses, I do I do cleanses twice a year, nine-day detox cleanses. Okay, and you do them at certain times for certain reasons? Yeah, I do them in the springtime and in the fall. In the springtime, because based on Ayurvedic philosophy, what happens is during the long winter, we're sure we accumulate because we need to accumulate in the winter because it's colder. Sure. So we need to eat more grounding, rooted foods, that keep us warmer, mm -hmm. that keep us more stable. Um, because Vata, the air and space element, is very high, and so we're eating more grounding foods. And so what happens in the springtime, we don't need all that extra heaviness in the body. Mm -hmm. And uh, as, as per Ayurveda, if during the springtime and if during the fall, the accumulation of the season before isn't removed, that's when disease manifests. Sure. So during the springtime, it's really important to do cleanses to move out because that's when diseases of the water and earth can occur. Like this is why people say, oh, I have my allergies 
in the springtime. And I, I, I have a thing about allergies because because of nausea. I've seen many people who thought they had allergies not have not allergies anymore. Right. Allergies are the accumulation of mucus. Now, are your cleanses just that you don't eat things? Because cleanse is also a term that has been taken over. So talk uh, to us about cleansing and how yeah. you can do it in a way that's actually supportive of the body. Yeah, most cleanses are so toxic for the body and they hurt the body more than help it. Because what people don't understand is they're like, I'm going to detox now. I'm not going to eat this, 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 right. this. And then they get on, the, on for three days and then on day four, they'll like go out drinking and eating chips. Right. And then what happens is as the body starts to detoxify and the organs get clearer as soon as you eat these offending foods you become really sick you can get very very ill and unless it's a very meticulously directed cleanse with before protocol and after protocol it's better just stay away from them. So what I, I agree with that. I think yeah. I hope people actually hear that. It's you know, if you need to cleanse and you can't really cleanse and just eat maybe like an extra green salad or, or, or calm down on the condiments. But don't go from like on to off because you shock your body. System. You shock your body and and it weakens the body because when you take certain things away and the body is detoxifying and trying to empty out. What happens is that people start, stop their cleanses prematurely because what's deep, deep, deep in the tissues starts coming out. You can't detoxify in six or seven days. That's why when I do these nine day cleanses, it's five days before, six days before the nine days, and then five, six, seven, eight into a month afterwards yeah. of of eating well because your body's all nice and clean. It's like you're, you're bleaching out a cloth and then you put dye on it. It's going to absorb it right away. So you want to nourish meticulously after you do a cleanse. And cleanse your cleanses, if I'm correct, they come with product support, mantra support. Yeah. support too it's it, you're endeavoring into a whole journey it's not just it's, like i'm just changing my food and i'm not because in ayurveda you can't just say oh i'll just do asana and then i'm doing the whole practice same thing with the cleanse you can't just take food away and say that you're right. releasing it's yeah, impossible. yeah it's impossible right because you to to as per ayurveda you have to massage your body you have to move the lymph because that's where what's coming out of the marrow, what's coming out of the musculature, out of the deep tissues of the body. And you want to get that into the lymphatic system um, as articulately as possible. So during the cleanses, what I do is when um, each cleanse is different too, because it's inspired by my journeying into the world and what I observe that is needed uh, at this time. It's based on the, the cosmos, it's based on all eclipses that we have, you know, what goes on in a cleanse is really resonant with what's going on in the world because we are a reflection, our bodies and our minds are a reflection of what goes on in the cosmos, in the world. So when people embark on a cleanse, um, they get a nine-day protocol. They get recipes for mm -hmm. every single day. What Basically, the way I do it is you, you know from the moment you open your eyes in your bed there are guidelines to the moment there you are. close your eyes and it's fun well that's the other thing like somebody might be listening to this, like whoa that's too much but actually you get into a rhythm where you and the after the i think i've done two and after the after the cleanse is over you're kind of invited to stay in this different space because you've removed things you you were given the container a safe container yeah. for the it's just like when you're having a conversation with your friend and they're like 
if they have stuff going on, they're going to wait. Is this really the right moment? Is it? Can you really receive what I have to say? And then it comes out. But you need a container for that. And just like your relationships, your body needs a container to say, well, I thought I had to hold this, but it seems like we're in a good space now. Or is it okay if I let this go? I kind of feel at the base level that if you're looking for the fast thing, fine, because that's what you're being told is okay, but it actually won't get you what you're seeking. It just won't. It and won't. It, and you might not have known that before, and, that, and that's okay, because yeah. shaming and guilting yourself is like, well, then that's something else you have to clear. So don't that's do that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what we have to consider is we have these aspirations all the time, but usually our aspirations are based on fear and an identity that has been generated by, if I get this, this is going to happen again. And it, it, it keeps coming back to that level of self-doubt that there's something external that's going to empower us. And what the cleanses teach through, I have certain mantras and mm -hmm. certain intentions based around the cleanses that will create this space where deep stuff can move out. And a lot of times what happens is, is in our daily life, we don't have time for emotional exactly. breakdowns. That's exactly right. We, because we're like, I gotta keep going. So it's little by little, little bits starting from day one, starting from the, the prep, we start to release what we have used as as tools that become bondage for us and I again I know it's welcome to everyone but as a new mother I'm understanding even more when people say well how is the world the way it is I'm like just go on the playground and watch how people can be with small little beings and you'll get a clue of why women need to be deeply nourished at this time yes. because if the woman is not deeply nourished, and I'm not trying to be exclusive to men, it's everyone, but I also think if we're not allowed to be specific, we actually can't, it's different. You know, here's, yeah. here's a, my toddler makes noises with uh, construction trucks that I don't know how to make. He mm -hmm. just started making them, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't need that to pretend that we're the same. You know, he looks at me, he's like, you don't really do it the same way, but that's okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. So at a base level, that wasn't taught to him, he's just doing it. So I would hope that the listeners would give us permission to just go deeply into one specificity and know that all beings are honored, but we're just talking about one thing in this moment so we can have a, a clear conversation. Exactly. So I see these women and I think, you know, in Ayurveda, the idea of being taken care of for 42 days after birth. And I, you know, we, we held really tight at home and I had people that are close to me kind of like, that's a little excessive. I'm like, is it? Because everyone's exhaust. All I see is people getting exhausted and irritated with their infant because they weren't nourished. And I started to see at that base level and that it's almost acceptable for women to just be labeled things because they're collectively holding too much. Yes, absolutely. So this Shakti Ojas is one of the products that uh, you've made. And I'll, I'm gonna tell you the truth, I don't think I've ever told you this. I bought something of yours, I don't remember what it was. And sometimes when you get products, you get like a little like tester for something else. And the Shakti Ojas was in there and it was like, you can use on your breast and your armpits and I said vaginal wall. And I was like, what, what? Vaginal, wait! And I had like, you're not my, I don't want to put down any religion, but my religious upbringing came up and I just thought like, you're not, what? And I watched this reaction of someone that was supposedly comfortable when the invitation was actually to connect in a way that would bring about 
transformation that isn't about anybody else. It isn't about creating a child, it isn't about better sex, it isn't about anything except for just myself, that that was my first reaction was like, probably like, I don't think I'm supposed to do that. I think that was clearly the first thought and I had enough awareness to be like, well, that's an interesting thought to be having about my own body. So can you tell us a little bit about Shakti Ojas? Yes, so Shakti Ojas is an oil that is used, that's in, it, that is pressed into the vaginal walls. And the reason that it's used this way is because the reproductive tissue reproduces cells for all parts of the body. Thank you. It reproduces cells, and this is why when women go through menopause, their bones get smaller, their muscles get smaller, they're not, the, everything starts to shrink because the reproductive tissue is diminished. And so this oil contains herbs that enhance, that for thousands of years have been used to make women stronger, mm -hmm. to make breast milk more vibrant and gorgeous, to make skin glisten, to, to, to make bones strong in the female body specifically. And so to place it right in the body, one, there is a connection with the yoni is the source of creation. Yes. This is where everything is created and this is also the energy from Tantra too. The source of creation is the divine mother. And that is another way to describe Tantra. It has a lot to do with the Devi practices, the energy of woman as ma, as the mother to everything. And we just go there. We go into the source of creation. We go into the source of ma. We go right into our bodies and say, here's an offering. I am giving you an offering, a, a sacred offering to, um, to honor you. And we get to go into our bodies every day to remind ourselves of that we are the essence of divine, if you want to say God is Devi, this divine source of consciousness. We are an emanation of that. And it's a way to remind ourselves of that because we're holding together many universes every day. I feel like people or women might hear that and say that's ludicrous. And, but, and you don't have to have been a mother, but if your body has been rearranged to give birth to another being it's undeniable that there is a pathway to divine intelligence that you are not doing this yeah. like you something has taken over to make sure that a whole you know and i think sometimes people say like i had a baby and, and a lot of times i say my small person and i say that on purpose because i think people are like oh it's a baby they don't really know or they don't really understand i'm like this is an intact divine probably more intact my job is to like keep as close as possible to how you, the state of being that you are right now. And so using the word small person is kind of like a protective claim around our son that like, this is not a being that doesn't understand. Right. This is a full intact being that has a life path that I may or may not enjoy, but I've just exactly. been given the duty to shepherd it so that he can do the best he can with it. Exactly. But people are like, can't we just get a baby book and not talk like that? I'm like, no, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, you no, can't. No. Cannot. And I, and I, it's my prayer that in, in people having um, access to you or knowing that you exist, that they are given themselves permission to know that, like, if you did give birth, if you did, you're giving birth if you're a female anyway. If you were born with that reproductive tissue, you're giving birth to things, you're nurturing things, and you're mothering. Right. And I think some women of different generations are apologetic for how they may or may not have been able to respond. Um, 
and don't acknowledge that maybe they weren't given the support to be able to do all the things they wanted to do for their children. And like, I want them to take a moment and just forgive themselves. Yeah. You know, or just, you know, it, you're not the only one. Yeah. This isn't a culture that supports the fact that you did that anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, and even for women who, who are not birthing babies. Exactly. See, this is second chakra region, second chakra swahistana. It translates to her dwelling abode and the meaning of her as kundalini. Kundalini is a life force. It's the force that perpetuates the creative impetus. So it doesn't matter, you know, whether the baby is being born or the baby's not. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a vessel. Maybe you are someone that could speak to it. Could you explain to the woman that's, that thinks that because she doesn't have a child that her she's not creating in the same way? Can you address that in, even more fully about how actually you are wired and your that energy is being given to others in birthing and why to how to honor yourself? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because, jeez, uh, I, I love when women don't have babies. I know. I, <laughs> As, as a mother, I'm like, are you kidding me? You really want to do this? <laughs> like, I sometimes, like, when people, a student of mine just told me recently that he and his wife were having babies, and I was like, have you learned nothing from me? <laughs> but I am here to support all. <laughs> but it's a, it's a rub. But it's, this is, this is an ancient paradigm in our being that is within our being this creative impetus and it happens to be in the second chakra region and what is there is reproductive organs so we go in there that which is physical is affects energetic and that which is energetic affects physical there's no question about that so uh with the products it is a way to affect the energetic and to affect the creative impetus, not just to, and, to, and, to, and to keep the energy of a woman strong and fortified. Isn't it also true, that's a leading question, but maybe correct me, that trauma can be stored in the vaginal tissue as well? Absolutely, so much so, and a lot of shame. And not even trauma for just a singular form of trauma, like any type of disruptive feeling in yourself. I don't think is the common knowledge that it's if you clear it out of talk therapy does not mean that it has been cleared out of second chakra. Absolutely not. Absolutely not because it's a holding vessel. It holds. So we have to imagine that the same way when I spoke of nausea that every day this oil is going in there and it's removing that which is unnecessary, that which is impeding divine wisdom. Thank you for so when you're going into this part of the body, and I make I make an oil for men the same way, the, the because you know Shiva, the lingam, it's all connected to this reproduction of life's impetus of this moment, reproducing mm, wisdom in this moment, and having the container to do that. 
Why do you think women are afraid to connect with that part of their body or too willing to connect with that part of their body but not be connected while they're, you know, like giving it, give it, it's the same, to me it's the same thing. If you're not connected or if you're engaging in it but you're not connected in your choices, it's really the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Same thing all the way around. <clears throat> we become disconnected. We become disconnected from our body parts is basically what it is. And I, I know because for years of making this product and women saying, well, I put it where? <laughs> that, that's, yeah, you put it in you because then the oil, the oil's a carrot. And for just on a practical level, what the oil is, is a vehicle to transport the herbs into the body. That's what the oils are, and that's why the the way the oils are made is so specific and so ancient, and why you can't go to another store and just buy them because you have to. When when you're working with these oils, it's hours, and I'm not making a ton of money. Let me just <laughs> say across the board, I'm not getting rich from Nasia. Let me tell you, there's no riches. There, uh, you know, there's riches in my soul, but um, it's not because it's a spiritual practice. Hello. It's a spiritual right. practice for me, and whether I make one penny or uh, I, or, uh, or a million, I have to make Nasia. If one person is left, that I need to make the Nasia for because it's my dharma. So, um, what was the question? Exactly, you took <laughs> us there with, with the, the oils and why. Now, if someone comes to practice with you, <clears throat> do you, what can they, what can they, they come to you with? I, I feel like sometimes, I think that if you hear the Lavati <clears throat> and something inspires you, then just go on Instagram, go on the Facebook page, or go on aromabliss.com. Yeah. And, and send an email, right? Yeah, like, send an email. Like, <clears throat> I'm inspired, or I feel a call. And that might be, you know, they can do consultations with you. Yes. Like, what are some access points that people can find you, and, and are there prerequisites? Because if, they are, if you've just stumbled into here, this might sound like only so a certain consciousness of person is welcome, but actually all are welcome here. All are welcome because the bottom line of what goes on here is to uh, rebirth a being and to uh, uh, dissolve that which came before this moment. Whatever we have acquired before this moment through experiences that are held in the body, that are held in the consciousness, if we're holding on to it, it's going to impede being present, one, or anything that comes after this moment. So what I do is through classes, people come and take classes. People get consultations. People get body work here. And what kind of consultation? Just give us a, like a little idea of what does that actually mean. Okay, so when people get a consultation, I'll get their birth, their birth time, their birth energy, and they'll come in, and I'll sit and I'll, I'll ask them, what's going on with you physically, mentally, emotionally? Tell me about your life. Tell me your fears. Tell me your aspirations. Tell me what you're desirous of. Tell, I have people give me their whole, uh, they, they, get, they have to give me a, um, a list of all the foods they've eaten in the last seven days so I can look and see because one, every food has an energetic quality which is going to affect the mind, the body, the emotions in a different way. So a lot of, it's not like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this or this is poison or that. I will be able to direct them through their food to have an emotional change in their being and to even in their their relationships different different practices will shift their everything that we do for ourselves shifts everything 
we have the opportunity to begin fresh every moment. And every moment that we're holding on to anything that came before this is wasting time. It's just wasting time. And this is, this is a layer of Kali, I believe. I attune with Kali very deeply because Kali's like, stop and let's get on with it. Let's get rid of what came before because it's, it's nothing. It doesn't exist anymore. And if you're holding it in your body, you're going to have allergies. You're going to have issues in your gut. You're, the place of your creativity is going to be filled with tumors. Your knees, you're, you're going to feel no strength. Your knees are going to degenerate. Your ankles will not hold you. You won't be able to have proper bowel movements. Everything that occurs physically has a basis in the energetics. So you come and I talk to, I, I talk to one and say, what's going on? And I, I give people a plan. I give people a plan of action is what I do. I also think working with you gives permission for people to interpret the signs as the body, as the body is actually trying to work with you. There's a very popular idea that the body's slowing me down. If yes. I couldn't, if my body would let me, I could do this. And I, I actually think it's the inverse. I think the body's trying to say, this is where I need the most help because I'm trying to keep up with you. Exactly. And I, 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 I speak of that during practice too. Because it, it it, we'll go into an asana and, oh, if my knee wasn't like this. No, your knee is the center of the universe that's saying, listen to me just shut up and be still for a second just clear it all out take a breath and take a breath i'll forget who you think you are and just feel because all the signals that we need all the information we need to live them as a vibrant existence is housed within this flesh body we're incarnated this is yoga 101 we're incarnated into the body exactly as it is so our karma's unfold and most of the time most human beings try to shift what their body is trying to translate and communicate to shift them. Shift in silence. Shift in silence mm -hmm. and and with animosity and anger That's and aggression. really true. It's not like when, when we get a busted up ankle or knee we go oh damn knee elbow neck it's like what well, wait a minute we create we create everything right. in our existence we create this body we're nicer to the friend that hurts their ankle than we are to our own ankle. Exactly. Well, mm. mm. this has been amazing talking with you and dropping in. So you have cleanses, have which you don't have to be in the Philadelphia area to do. Now I that have can people be all over the country, <clears throat> uh, all over the world, actually, who do the... Um, biannually cleanses and they're supported they're, we don't have to get into all of it but there's mechanisms that it's not like oh if you're not in philadelphia we just you're supported in that that's, yeah. it. that's an yeah. honored container yes and sometimes people may even be reaching out to you like they can find you again like i said on instagram or at aromabliss.com lilavati davy at instagram mm -hmm. um and they can also start to pay attention is there a newsletter that they can get in or how would they learn about to stay abreast of the online classes that are on the horizon. Like, how will they learn about those? Well, what the, if they go to aromabliss.com, you could be on my mailing list. Perfect. And on my list, I send out information, like this is what I'm making this week. This is why I'm making it. I've harvested these herbs. Why have I harvested these herbs? And why am I making this oil? And it's all about serving 
that serving these beings, especially women, because we need it on this plane of consciousness. And every moment that goes by that we are not meticulously caring for ourselves, we're diminishing ourselves because life is moving very fast. So it's imperative that we change the paradigm of how we approach our lives, our bodies, our minds, and our lives. Thank you so much for creating this space with us and sharing your wisdom. And may it touch those who need to hear. And and um, we'll, we'll journey together again. Thank you. Thank you so much. So much love. Om Shanti.